Welcome to the Life Podcast. We're so glad that you're joining us for another hope-filled message. We pray that you're encouraged by this powerful word from our Sunday service. Wow, it's good to see your faces. I'm excited about today. I'm excited about we get to come and be around the Word of God. And for those of you who have heard Pastor Paul and Pastor Marie speak over the last two weeks, um, if you haven't heard them, I think you go back and listen to their messages because they've been they're amazing messages. And there's two things that I have. I mean, there's a whole lot of incredible, incredible things they talked about in these two messages. But there are two points that I particularly have picked up on and been pondering on. And those two things is first one of them that they talked about is that each of us have a divine mandate, a divine mandate for us to bring heaven to earth. And the second point was that we, are, we are, they encouraged us all to be eternally minded. So those two things have got me just thinking and pondering about this whole thing around eternity and heaven and life after death. So that's what I want to talk about today. We're going to talk about, we're going to talk about eternity. We're going to talk about the glory of heaven. And we're going to talk about what happens to us after we die. For those of us who are in Christ Jesus, what happens to us after we die? And for some of you, I know you're probably like, oh, I don't know that I want to talk about this. I kind of got this in my little box. It's quite kind of quite nice here on earth, and I'm just happy with thinking about it this way. But it's really important that we actually do pause and we take a moment to stop and consider what eternity in heaven is all about. It's important because what you believe about eternity determines how you're going to live here on earth. Okay, so what you believe about eternity determines how you're going to live here today. If you believe that your life was an accident, that we're kind of the Big Bang Theory, and at the moment that we die, we're going to go back into the earth, then potentially your life is going to be lived a little bit differently. You won't have the same standards. You might just live a little bit more so for yourself. Versus if you actually believe that God has created you, and he's created you with a purpose, he's created you to bring him glory, and you're actually going to go and live somewhere after we die, after we, after we finish here on this natural earth, then you're going to live life very differently. You're going to live life with a specific purpose. So today we're going to talk about eternity and we're going to talk about heaven. Uh, a little disclaimer just to start with is that the Bible the Bible gives great description about heaven, and I'm, but I'm not going to be able to fully do it justice. I mean, we're going to try, but what I, what I do want to do is that is we're going to let the scriptures do some of the talking. Um, we're going to let the scriptures paint a story, but I do want to, Paul, Paul, the Apostle Paul actually supports this in First Corinthians. He says, no eye has seen and no ear has heard and no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Okay, so we're not actually even going to, we, we can't fully describe the reality of heaven, but we're going we're gonna to give it a good go today. Now, I do want to also start by assuring you that heaven and life after death is a beautiful place. It's not something that we have to be afraid of. It's not something that, we ha- that has to create fear in us. Um, if, we, if we look at John chapter 14, I want to start with this as a bit of a foundational scripture for us. John chapter 14, you will find Jesus with his disciples and he's talking to them. And it's a beautiful piece of scripture. And he says, let not your heart be troubled. And some of us probably our hearts, and understandably so, our hearts are troubled in this season. We're living in a season where we're coming out of, or hopefully we're coming out of a two-year pandemic. But our heart can be weighed down, right? But God says to us, he says, let not, our, let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God and believe also in me. In my father's house are many mansions, and if it were not so, I would, I would have told you. And I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you to myself, that where I am, there you may be also. 
And where I go, you know, and the way you know. And then Thomas, our famous doubting disciple, says, I don't know what you mean, God. I know where, Jesus, I don't know where you're going, and I don't know how we can get there. And then Jesus makes this very famous statement. He says, he said to Thomas, or he said to all of them, he said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father except through me. So we're going to look at three things today, out of, effectively out of this portion of Scripture. We're going to look at eternity and what that means to us. We're going to look at heaven and where we're going. And then we're also going to look and we're going to talk about the one way to get there. Okay, so but let me just start with praying, okay? Father, I thank you that we get to be in your house this morning, that we get to be together. We get to come and worship together and be in your presence, your glorious presence, Lord. And I pray, Holy Spirit, that you would come and dwell with us in this moment. I pray that the words that, we, that I speak this morning will be laced with your Holy Spirit and that it will be bring a shift in our lives, causing us to be more eternally minded than, than earthly minded. Lord, we love you and we honor you in the name of Jesus Christ. And everybody said... Amen. Amen. All right. Eternity. So point number one, if you have got, um, if you're making notes, it's always good to make notes in church. Great idea to bring your Bible to church. If you're making notes, point number one is eternity matters. So eternity actually matters. What does eternity mean? Eternity means something is infinite or it has an unending time. There's no end to it. And the Bible tells us that our lives are eternal. Okay, our lives are eternal. So our choice and our choices here on earth determine where we're going to spend the rest of our eternal lives. Pastor Marie actually mentioned this last week, is why I encourage you to go back and listen to it if you haven't. But she said that Jesus lived with an eternal perspective when he was here on earth. And, he, and she really encouraged us not to live for the temporal. The Bible talks about it, that we don't live for the temporal, for this natural world. So easy for us to do that, right, though, because this natural world is, is what's reality, what seems to be the reality for us. But we're encouraged to shift our perspective from this natural world to the eternal world. Because in reality, this world, the, the here and the now that we live in, is not actually our home. It's not actually our final destination. Philippians chapter 3, it says, Their destiny is destruction, their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things, but our citizenship, or our home, is actually in heaven. And we eagerly await a savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. Right, our citizenship, our home, our true home, you guys, is actually in heaven. But it is so easy for all of us to get trapped up in this cycle of looking and living at this natural world. We all do it. The Bible again goes on to say that our life is like a mist or it's like a vapor. It's here one moment and then the very next moment it's gone. You can just imagine a mist or a vapor. Here one moment and then it's gone. Uh, but the problem is, I think, for any of us, if you're anything like me, it feels like this life, this feels like this is going to go on for eternity, right? We all think we're invincible and this is going to go on and on. But it's not. Our life is the here one moment and it's gone the next. I want to demonstrate this way. You're probably all wondering what this rope up here is for. So what I want you to imagine is that this is a timeline of history, all right? So think of this as history past, or eternity past. And so if you can imagine, it just goes on and on and on because there is actually no beginning to eternity. Eternity always was. God always was. He always will be. So there's actually no beginning. So if you can, our finite minds can't actually understand it, but it goes back and it goes back and keeps going back and back and back. You've got to imagine that there's actually no end to this rope. And then the other end of this is eternity future. And again, it's just going to go on and on and on. 
hard to imagine, but I want you to imagine it. God is infinite. God will never end. He always was. He always will be. And so eternity future, right, just keeps going and going and going. (laughs) And then here, right here, there's a red piece that I have on this timeline of history. And this is the history of mankind. So we have at the beginning here, we have Adam and Eve. They landed right here on earth. God created them and humanity and the earth began as we know it. So we have Adam and Eve and then we have the, uh, I guess, the patriarchs of the Bible landing here and creating history for us. Jesus arrived at some stage around here, radically transformed our world from, from how we've ever known it before. And then we have after that, I don't, I'm not good, don't test me on my history, but at some point there would have been the Renaissance era and the Reformation era and the Industrial era, some point down around here. And then we get to right about around here. <laughs> and this is us. This is us. This is probably our last kind of hundred years. It's just right here. This tiny little bit of red at the very end. World War I, we had World War II, we had 9-11, all those things that our generation remembers. Somewhere around here, we were probably all born. I don't know if there's anyone here that would remember World War I. But we were born. This is, this is our little bit. The problem is, is that this here, eternity, future, this is the most important part for us, right? But we obsess and we put all of our time and thought and consideration into this tiny little red part right here. And I don't know about you, but I get upset in this red part. So someone cuts, someone cuts you off in the car park and it's like, oh, hell breaks loose, right? We're like, we got a little bit crazy. We have a fallout with one of our family members and we don't talk to them for years on end because this is all so, it's all so important to us. Or maybe we get upset because we don't have the latest iPhone, right? And all our mates have got it. We get upset about it. Maybe we, it's not getting upset about things, but we just decide we're going to fill our house with stuff. It's like everyone else has got stuff, so I've got to fill my house with stuff that we use once and we don't ever use again. And those things in and of themselves are not necessarily wrong, but where are our priorities? What is it that really, truly matters? Does that iPhone, 50 years from now, does it, is it, do you think it's really going to matter if you had the latest model? If it doesn't, it's not going to matter in eternity. That relationship breakdown that you had with your family member, in 50 years' time, is it going to matter? Probably not. In 100 years' time, is it going to matter? Probably not. It means it's not going to matter in eternity. But we obsess over it here. Kim and I are doing some renovations at the moment and um, and a new home that we're moving into. And if anyone's in the industry, right, in the whole building industry at the moment, you'll be aware that supply chains are just crazy. And yesterday, Cam, uh, we'd been, we've been working with a sales rep for a particular product that we need and um, we he went to chat to the sales rep yesterday. We've been working with them for about a month and... This woman said, look, I'm really sorry, but the product that you've ordered is not actually going to be here now for another month. 
And I came in that moment was just like, oh, because he, he said to me, he goes, I realized in that moment that, that this woman probably has had a whole lot of people really frustrated because that's the reality of the industry at the moment and probably going off their rocker at her, potentially some of them. And he knew in that moment that he had a decision to make. It is frustrating for us. Possibly it'll cost us money. Who knows? But so it's frustrating. But he knew in that moment what the most important thing was is that actually in the scheme of things, another month based off eternity, it doesn't really matter. But what was important was how he left that woman feeling. What was his response to her? What was, how was, how did he speak to her? How was, how did he treat her? Did he treat her with respect and honor as a human being? It wasn't her, it's not her fault. And who knows, how did he represent Jesus Christ in that moment? The stuff that really matters about in, in eternity, how did he represent Jesus Christ to her? She might know we're Christians, we've been chatting to her a bit over the last month. So that's the stuff that's important. And I want to encourage you guys, there's actually benefit as well to us, for us to set our mind on eternity and not on the things here on this earth. Colossians 3, it says, Since then you've been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. God's instructions are always in his word to benefit us. And I, can I promise you, I, honestly, I promise you this, that when we set our mind on the heavenly things, on things above, not on earthly things, that there is a greater sense of peace and joy and a, a, just a greater sense of God in our world. Over the last couple of, um, obviously, over the last week of preparing for this message, and it's been such a privilege to be in the Word of God around the space. And so I've been thinking more about heaven, about eternity. And uh, I, Thursday, I spent half of Thursday preparing this message. And then at five o'clock on Thursday, I was preparing dinner, and I got a phone call from someone. And that phone call was one of those phone calls that you're just like, oh, man, it was a tough phone call. It was about an hour long, and it really, I was emotionally spent by the end of that phone call. I then had a follow-up phone call as a result of that phone call that I had to deal with. The next day, I had a conversation around the same topic, and I was emotion quite emotionally spent as a result of it. But I went to bed that night, and the crazy thing is that in spite of that, that, emotionally, that emotionally charged conversations, I was able to go to bed, and I was... I rested in peace, and because I'd had my mind set in, heaven, in, in eternity in these heavenly things, I honestly lay in my bed, and it, and it literally felt like the presence of Jesus Christ was, very, was so evident in the room, and I was able to put aside those things that had, that had caused some angst, and I was able to lie there very, and go off to sleep very, very peacefully, because my mind at the end of the day was not on the earthly things, but it was, it was set in heaven. I mean, I had the benefit, obviously, of being in the Word of God, but we all can. We can all, we can all meditate in these scriptures and keep our eyes in heaven and not here on the earthly things. So we, um, we get one chance at this life, and then comes eternity, saying what you believe about eternity determines how you're going to live how you're going to live today. So uh, eternity matters. Keep that in mind. Next, I want to talk about heaven. Heaven is for real, all right? Heaven is for real. So we're going to, like I said, we're going to explore a little bit of the scriptures of what, of, to paint a picture of what heaven is like. Okay, so the most important thing, first and foremost, is that heaven will be absent of evil and the dwelling place of the presence of God. I say this up front because honestly, guys, it is, it is the most important thing. So heaven will be absent of evil. This is amazing. When you take a moment and think of those things that have caused you pain over your lifetime, just take a moment. Because none of that, all of that, none of that is going to be in heaven. 
I don't know what it is for you, whether it's been abuse, the rejection, lies, anxiety, the stress, betrayals, maybe you've been betrayed, deeply betrayed by somebody, the sickness, maybe it's the injustice, racism that we've experienced, the jealousy and fear, insecurities in our lives, comparison, all of it will be gone. All of it will be gone. It will, heaven will be the absence of evil. But more importantly is that heaven will be the dwelling place, place of the glorious presence of God. Heaven will be the dwelling place of the glorious presence of God. We're going to get to live in the presence of God, and we're going to get to dwell with him in his glory. Revelation 21.3 says this, God's dwelling place is now among the people. He's talking about heaven here. And he will dwell with them. They will be his people and God himself will be with them and be their God. Okay, so the fact that we're not standing up hooping and hollering, that we're not standing on the chairs going, yes and amen and praising God. I think the fact that we're, the reason we're not doing that is that I think the enormity of what the scripture is actually saying hasn't really sunk in for any of us, me included. When we actually take stock of the reality of understanding that we're going to stand in the glorious presence of God, it, change, it will change us, change us forever. When we look throughout Scripture, we'll see in our current state of humanity, we actually can't be in the presence of God and live. The biblical patriarchs had to learn this the hard way. Okay, so Uzzah, I don't know how to say this, Uzzah or Uzzah, uh, he was following behind the, the Ark of the Covenant, which was being transported. In the Old Testament, the Ark of the Covenant was where they kept the presence of, was where the presence of God uh, existed. And they were transporting the Ark of the Covenant, and it was about to fall off his cart, and Uzzah held out, put out his hand to steady this, this Ark, and he instantly died. Instantly died, because no one was allowed to touch the presence of God. Moses said to God, I want to see your glory. And God just was like, you've got to be kidding me, because you can't handle my glory. There is no way that I, you can see that I'm going to let you see my glory. But God said, that's what I will do, is that I will pass you by, and as I do, I will let you glimpse my glory. The Bible tells us that after that moment, Jesus, um, Moses came down and, after, and he was glimmering. He was glimmering from being exposed. He was, had some sort of shimmer over his body by being exposed to the glory of God. How cool is that? And this is what we're going to live in and be a part of. Every year in the Old Testament, the high priest would enter the Holy of Holies in the temple. And the presence of God resided in that time. It resided in the Ark of the Covenant in the temple. And uh, once a year, the high priest would go in and he would reset the ordinances and um, do bits and pieces in the Holy of Holies. But before he went in, they would actually tie a rope around his ankle and they would tie bells around his ankle as well. So that if, if whilst he was in the presence and the glory of God, if he died, they would hear that the bells would stop jingling because he'd stop moving. And then they would get the rope and they'd drag him out of the Holy of Holies because it was only the high priest that was allowed in the Holy of Holies. They knew how sacred and how powerful the glorious presence of God was. His glory is so magnificent. There's not going to be any need for the sun or the moon in heaven, okay? Because his glory is the source of light. We're going to exist. We're going to get to live in the glorious presence of God. We get to do that, and we don't deserve it. The only reason we're going to get to be able to live there is because we're going to be with Jesus, and Jesus, we're going to see Jesus face to face, and he's going to cover us, be covered by the righteousness of Jesus. 
Yeah, Pastor Marie talked about this last week, and she said for this moment, she had this picture of understanding what it was that God sees us through the eyes of Jesus, and he, we're covered, and he sees the purity of us, even though in this state we're broken. He will only see the purity of us because he sees, the pure, sees us through the purity of Jesus. Heaven will be the absence of evil and the dwelling place of the presence of God. All right, everything, something else about heaven, everything good is going to be amplified, okay? Everything good is going to be amplified. There's going to be unimaginable beauty. The scripture that we started with, it says, Our eye, No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has imagined what God has prepared for those who love him. Okay, it's going to be unimaginable beauty. Everything good we experience here on earth is a gift from God. Everything good. And so those gifts are going to be just amplified. So think about think about creation, okay? I think when you think about the most beautiful, most imagined, you know, like the most special thing or special place you've ever been, and take a moment and just imagine it a gazillion times more amazing because that's what heaven is going to be like. I, our finite minds can't really picture it right. I was at Mount Wellington yesterday. I think we we'll do a quick picture up on the screen, but this doesn't do it justice. But I got up there and my breath was taken away at the beauty. Like we, we live in a beautiful country, right? And it was just stunning. It was like the water was glistening. There were palm trees on the shoreline. The sun was shining, green grass. My dog was there. It was amazing. Um, we're going to have animals in heaven. And uh, it was just, it was just beautiful. It was stunning. And it just, that will not even compare. Let me just, let me allow, um, a moment to describe a little bit of what the Bible says about how it's the architecture of heaven. It says that the foundations of its walls are going to be made from the most precious materials known to man. It's going to be made with rubies and turquoise and sapphires and jaspers and emeralds. It goes on, there's more and more. It's going to be amazing. I had this, uh, my, my engagement ring, we lost it a couple of years ago. Had to cover insurance, praise Jesus, but I got it, had to get it remade. And uh, the jeweler was asking me when I got it made, he said, oh, so what's, gonna, what's important to you in, in a diamond? And I was just like, well, it needs to sparkle. <laughs> and he goes, yeah, okay, is there anything else? And I was like, no, I just want it to sparkle. <laughs> well, that's what it's going to be like when we get into heaven. It's going to sparkle. It's going to be like this crazy, sparkly place. The road's going to be made of gold, it says, but it's not just gold that we know. It's gold that's going to be so pure that it's going to look like glass. There's going to be gates surrounding heaven. There's 12 gates, and they're going to be made of, each gate is going to be made of one massive pearl. Like, how crazy is that? There's going to be a river that's going to stream through heaven. I'm sure there'll be gazillion rivers, but this one particular river will come from the throne of God. The Bible said it's going to be clear as crystal. We use that phrase, but I don't think we really understand. This is going to be clear as crystal. It's exciting where we're going. Talk of, scriptures talk of the gardens. You know, imagine creation without sin. It's going to be. It's going to be new songs. It's going to be new songs created. You know, no eye has seen, no ear has heard. Everything good we experience here on earth on earth is a gift from God. It's going to be amazing food. God's given us taste buds, right? So think of the most amazing, your favorite meal, and that's going to be there up in heaven, and you get to like enjoy it even more so because God's going to amplify your taste buds. <laughs> I think when, uh, like, hey, Italian, Kim and I went out for pizza the other day, sat on the beach, and I was just like, oh my gosh, this is so good. And then inside like, in heaven, I'm not like, we're just going to have like pizza flowing out everywhere. It's going to be amazing. <laughs> Probably not, but, you know, it'll be healthy pizza. <laughs> Everything God's going to be amplified. You're going to have fun. God created joy and laughter for our benefit, and he takes pleasure when we have fun together. 
And that's going to be amplified. We're having a night, family night the other night. We've got our um, Campbell, my husband, and my two children sitting in the front row. And um, we just were just laughing our heads off. We just, I can't remember what it was, but we just started laughing. Well, at least I did. <laughs> and they probably started laughing at me. Um, but we were just, you know, just laughing. You know that, that laughter where you kind of can't stop laughing? And you're just, just having fun. And I honestly, in that moment, I know it probably, these kids will probably roll their eyes at me. But I, in that moment, I honestly it felt like I could feel the pleasure of God as we were laughing and having fun, you know? And that's what it's going to be like in heaven, but amplified. Everything good from God is going to be amplified. Okay, what else? We're going to have new and perfect bodies. Yes, <laughs> should be celebrating that one. So there'll be no wrinkles, so there'll be no gray hair, praise Jesus. I, um, so for all those who've got gray hair, like, I, I just had, it's, a, it's topical for me. I was having a conversation with um, a friend, a few bunch of girls at church at work the other day, and uh, we're all in our 40s, and she, um, they were saying to me, it's about this whole thing about embracing your gray, and that we, you know, we just need to let ourselves go gray naturally. And um, I was like, look, based off my experience of lockdown, when my grades started coming through, I was like, yeah, I'm not doing that. <laughs> and there, because there are women who look amazing with gray hair, but I'm like, yeah, I'm just not one of them. <laughs> I'm going to be so I'm like, oh, I'll probably be dying my hair blonde till I'm like 80. <laughs> but, you know, we're going to like, tell God what you want. What do you want your body to look like? <laughs> Uh, I was, you know, there's a scripture in Corinthians where it talks about where these natural bodies that we, we're buried in, in our human natural bodies, but we're then we're actually raised with our spiritual bodies. And I was, tw- I was 20 years old when my, when my grandfather passed away, and it was the first time I saw a, a dead body. And I realized in that moment that this, these bodies that we have here on earth are just shells, right? And that it's the... Um, and we're going to have these beautiful spiritual bodies. We're going to know and we're going to be known. We're going to, be lo- we're going to, be, we're going to love and be loved. That's exciting, eh? We're going to know each other. We're going to know the ones who have gone before us who are in Christ. We're going to, uh, we're going to know the Bible characters, which is kind of cool. We're going to get to go and rock up to like Moses and go, mate, how was that when you went through the Red Sea and you've got these like oceans being parted and um, like, was that crazy? Was that freaky? We're going to be able to go up to Eve. All of us women who have had to bear child p- p- birth pain, right? Go up to her and go, what the heck were you thinking? You put this curse on us. <laughs> Poor Eve, she gets a hard time, eh? But hey, we're going to be able to, um, we're going to work. We're actually going to work for Jesus. The Bible says we're going to rest from labor, but we're actually going to work, though, that part of work that is productive and that we love, you know, when we, we, when we produce something and we create things, we actually get to do that. And uh, the Bible actually says we're going to rule and we're going to reign in heaven. We're going to be productive. I had a conversation with a friend I was walking with the other day, and she was, we were talking about this, about working in heaven, and she's an artist. And she's like, oh, my gosh, I'm just going to get to be able to paint and create the whole time in heaven. And I was like, yes. I believe the skills that God's put in us here on earth is only going to be amplified, and, get, and we're going to be exp- full expression of, of it in heaven. So many things that we can talk about in heaven, but I want you just to be encouraged. Go explore some of it for yourself. But the most important thing is, like I said it right at the beginning, is that you know, the, it's the presence of God. It's the absence of evil, but it's the beautiful presence, glorious presence of God that's going to be the most important thing. So, eternity matters. Heaven is for real. Third, I just want to talk about that there is only one way to heaven. <clears throat> There's only one way to heaven. I think one of the most common misconceptions in our world today is that most people going to heaven are... Uh, that, oh, sorry, one of the most common misconceptions is that most people think that they're going to heaven. And most people think that they're good people. 
most of us think, well, we're not drug dealers, you know, we're not murderers, and I'm generally a pretty good person. However, Jesus says, broad is the road to destruction, and narrow is the road to life. Good people don't go to heaven when they die. Only forgiven people do. And I know it probably sounds like a bit of a cheesy bumper sticker, but the reality is it's true. It's only by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. It's only by His redeeming grace that we go, that we will stand before God in heaven and when we're covered by the righteousness of Jesus. It's a verse that we talk about quite often here from stage when I'm, um, when I'm talking about Jesus and people finding Jesus. And, but I want us to take a moment. I don't want you to just gloss over it. It's like, oh, I've heard that quoted before. I want to read this verse. I want you to really consider the words that are coming from the Scripture. Romans chapter 3, verse 23 to 25, it says, For everyone has sinned. Every single one of us has sinned. You might be going, oh, I don't know, I'm a good person. Who's ever stolen anything here? Come on, we should all have our hands up, everybody, even if it's just a cookie from the cookie jar when your mum said no. We're taking $2 off your dad's dressing table to go and go up to the dairy and buy lollies. That was me when I was like nine years old. Although it was 20 cents back in the day. Who remembers that? We'd get like this stash of lollies for like 20 cents. It was awesome. But we've all all sinned. We all fall short of God's glorious standard. Yet God, and our our phrase and our church at the moment, our theme is, but God. Yet God, but God, in His grace, it's by His grace We're saved by His grace, not by our own works and by our own efforts. He freely makes us right in His sight. And He did this through Christ Jesus when He freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as a sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed His life, shedding His blood. Do you believe that Jesus sacrificed His life for you? Jesus said, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. And no one comes to the Father, or no one goes to heaven. No one makes it to eternity, except through Jesus. And church, I don't want us to be afraid. This is not something that we have to be scared of. One thing I hope it does do is that it spurs us on the sense of urgency to share our faith with those who are not currently in Jesus. I hope out of this that there's going to be like this urgency in you to go, right, I've, I've got to tell people about Jesus. But we don't have to be scared. You don't have to have those moments. What I did maybe when I was a little girl or when I was younger, I'd wake up and go, oh, oh my gosh, am I, if I was to die tomorrow, am I going to make it to heaven? Because <laughs> we all know the, the, the darkness of our own soul, right? We all know the depravity of our, of our heart. I know there's stuff that goes through my mind, which I'd like to say is perfect at all times, but it's far from it. Far, far from it. But we're going to, one day we're going to get to stand before Him and we're going to be there clothed before Jesus, but we don't have to be afraid of it. Because it's not, it's not by our own efforts. That's the thing. Is in those moments we go, oh my gosh, am I going to make it to heaven? There's nothing that we can do. We're not, we're not, we're not, our works are never complete. God says to us that our works or our goodness is like filthy rags to him. We're never going to be 
good enough to get to heaven. It is only by the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ where He stands with us and He covers us in His righteousness that we will stand in the glory of God and be there with Jesus Christ. And we're going to live in that freedom. This is the promise that we get to, that we get to live in, the promise that we get to stand in. So know that there is only one way, and that's through Jesus, because Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. So church, in summary, I just want to remind us that eternity matters. What you believe about eternity determines how you're going to live today, okay? This earth is not our home. Heaven is our home. So the important decisions that you make in this mist, in this vapor, the decisions that we make here, and how much we consider about eternity, that's going to determine where we're going to live for eternity. And the other stuff just doesn't matter. Heaven is for real. Let's not be distracted by the things of the mist, the things of this world. Live every day with this picture of heaven in our mind. Why not make it a habit of every morning waking up and, and, and having this picture of God one day going to get to stand in your glorious presence? One day. And so this stuff, this stuff here, I don't have to worry about because one day I'm going to be standing before you. And then we've got to remember that Jesus is the only way to heaven. We don't have to be afraid. We can rejoice in the knowledge of that. That we'll get to stand in God's beautiful presence covered by the righteousness of Jesus Christ. So today I hope, like I said, I hope that there will be a sense of urgency for us to be able to share with those who are precious in our life who don't know Jesus and to let them know about our faith. But I also pray that for each of us that we will, from today, walk out of here with a renewed sense of excitement of where we are going to our perfect home, and that we'll live with that and we'll live with that passion to allow those things that really don't matter, that we can let them go. We can just put them aside and go, actually, that doesn't matter. Thanks for listening to this podcast. We trust that you were encouraged by this powerful message. You always have a place to call home here at Life. And we invite you to join us for our Sunday services at any of our Auckland campuses. If you're not in Auckland, then check us out, church online, wherever you are in the world. Just head to lifenz.org or download the Life app to stay connected and find out more.